Good morning, London. Every Saturday morning, 10 a.m., MedPoint Health Half Hour, right here on AM 980. Welcome to the program. Uh, we talk all things health and fitness here, uh, nutrition as well, and we've got a great show lined up for you t- uh, this morning. Uh, I'm joined here with uh, Peter Martone. Good morning. And Carrie Little. Good morning. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're having a great morning. Uh, it's it's going to be a great weekend. I got a feeling, guys, because we're kicking it off right with this show. Right? Right. Am I right? You're always right, Ron. What do we have going on at MedPoint right now? Well, uh, Pete, I'm glad that you're here because you can probably talk uh, at length on the program that you have developed for the Combine, the Fitness, the MedPoint Performance Training. Yeah. Do you want to give the listeners a... Run down on that for sure. It, it's it's brand new, awesome. We we've been working on this for the past few months. Um, it's called MPT MedPoint Performance Training, and um, we're we're directing our programs at athletes and athletes that want to become better. And our initial stages um, are going to involve combines, and I'm sure you've all heard of combines, the football combines, the hockey combines, um, where you test kind of baseline tests that are associated with that sport. So a 40-yard dash or a Wingate test or a vertical jump or a bench press or things along those lines. So mm. we're going to be hosting some one of these in at the end of the summer. Um, we're looking for people that want to participate. And uh, yeah, I, I guess it, it's kind of new and exciting and it's a kind of a new venture for us. And I think that we have the medical background and the, the staff to put on a, an awesome program for these athletes that are trying to kind of increase their skill level, increase their performance, and kind of get to the next level. And you have different age categories that you're wanting to target here. So Of course. We're, well, we're trying to target the junior, the senior, and the varsity levels. Um, no one really younger than that junior level, maybe 13 years of age. Um, but anything older, 18 plus, uh, for sure, you're welcome to come out to kind of, kind of give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, we would obviously categorize you in different age groups. So you're not competing with a younger group, obviously. But... Um, it, it's all individualized anyway. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're doing the test individually. You're going to get a nice report compared to different standards across Canada and the, uh, university athletics mm-hmm. and things like that. Parents listening right now, this is going to be intriguing for you because, uh, you know, athletes of all ages and all kind of skill levels will appreciate having this data because having this data shows you what Pete was talking about, stacking you up against how you compare to the nation, how you compare against uh, people of your own age and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it also gives you data that you can give to your coaches, you can give to scouts, that you can give to uh, other uh, professionals in the organization that says, look, this is my skill level, this is where I'm at, this is what I'm scoring, Mm -hmm. and this is what you can expect out of me. And doing all those tests, like there's jumping tests, there's speed tests and stuff like that, it's really an all-encompassing program, wouldn't you say, Carrie? I would say. I do have a question. Do you sign up individually or, or with your team that you're with? Great question, Carrie. Well, we are taking both. Obviously, we cannot commit to a whole... If your team doesn't want to participate, but you specifically do, you're welcome to join. But I mean, if your entire team wants to come out, that's even better because then you have it a full team data and then you can even create a program, a training program or a off-season or in-season um, strength building or whatever it is 
that suits your needs. And it's probably good for team cohesion and, and bonding and of everything course. too. Of course. If, if anybody's ever seen a combine or anything online or on TV, it's a very, there's a good camaraderie that's there and everybody kind of gets excited and, and motivates each other to do better and, and kind of improve each other's results. So it's in a fun environment. We're hoping to put on a, an excellent one uh, in, at the end of the summer. So if, you're in, if so anybody's interested in contacting me or, or the rest of the MPT team, it's peter at medpoint.ca. Um, uh, and I will get back to you as soon as I possibly can. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I wish that I had something like that when I was growing up. But, you know, in reality, it's not always widely available. So by no. having these tests and by having the professionals on board that are able to perform like uh complete the test with you mm-hmm. and uh it, it just adds a whole other level to it great start to the to the season mm-hmm, exactly it, it will be yeah and pete uh the other thing that i wanted to just touch on quick and we'll go on to our first article here is just the fact that um it's it's you know, an, is it, it's like an hour of time, right? Yeah, you, it's you not too long. You come down to the field, we'll register you, you you, you just jump right in and, and come prepared to work. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're also inviting coaches and scouts as well. They're definitely welcome to come to see kind of you do your, your thing. So um, you'll you'll definitely hear more about this as the, as the summer progresses. Yeah, and you can definitely give us a call for more information, 519-432-1919. And we're going to set it up to go to the fitness division Mm-hmm. Uh, mailbox for right now that's extension 259 and peter will be able to feel those messages there uh carrie pete we've got a bit of a deep conversation here to start the show uh doctors challenge ontario policy requiring referral for services that clash with morals so what are some services like that ron well if Say, for example, somebody wanted to have an abortion, but the doctor is not comfortable in doing that. Because of their moral beliefs. Because of their moral beliefs. They feel it's wrong or because of religious views. Um, It it can put them in a tough situation, right? Mm -hmm. Because now they're being asked by the college to refer out to another doctor. But it's again it can really conflict with with their morals it can maybe add some abrasion to uh their relationship mm-hmm. the, so, the patient uh, practitioner relationship and what this group is doing is they're trying to uh get that taken away for so, right now like so this group believes that even though they're just referring out they're still participating in their in this kind of that's that's correct. Yeah. So they're still part of the, the 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 system. They want to be totally out of it. It's by association, right? Exactly. I mean, w- any of us, if we're asked to do something that we don't enjoy doing, and mm-hmm. especially you know heart wrenching stuff like this or procedures or something like that, of course we're gonna you know second think it or second guess it, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, the college has put this uh, guideline in place to allow more access of care and stuff like that. But I totally see the doctor's side of this. Like, yeah. if uh, another one was assisted suicide, you know, by referring out, you know, you're ultimately allowing that person to end their life through somebody else. But they were under your care, so do you feel guilt with that? Mm-hmm. It's, it's so do a really, they have a solution for this or they're proposing? They're just the doing, they're proposing certain things. Now, yeah, so this group of doctors is proposing something. Yeah, yeah. So the policy was established in 2015. And uh, yeah, I was saying abortion, contraception, medically assisted death. The other thing is um, with 
a lot of the cases being sexual in nature, such as a bore, like um, the procedures and stuff like that, it, it, it's already um, kind of an uneasy talk to mm-hmm. begin with. And that's what the college was saying is we need to have people refer out because then these people won't be embarrassed about, you know, their contraception, yeah. uh, surgery or, 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 you know, an IUD or what is it? I forget. You know what uh, I mean? Like it, that, that's a good example because if you want one of those inserted mm-hmm. and the doctor doesn't want to do it and they don't believe in contraception, which, mm-hmm. you know, Some I guess do. there's a few that, yep. that wouldn't, uh, you know, they're now referring out and, and that's already a bit of a sticky s- s- subject, right? Of course. Yes. So... We don't have any answers on this yet, but we're just reporting on some of the news that we're hearing. And uh, obviously the college is put in place to help protect the public. And, and we all report to a college through our kinesiology, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, designation. And uh, it's good. So it, it, it's good for debate. I mean, it's it's definitely uh, times are changing. You're seeing a lot of different things coming down the, down the wire and, and it is kind of uh, uh, an interesting thing. So we'll kind of keep an eye on that. And, you know, if uh, it's just good for discussion, right? I agree. Yes. I, I, I think it's just, you know, I think we're, we're in situations like that as well, where we maybe have a belief that we don't, we don't believe in this style of training and, um, somebody's coming to us and they, they, they want that, right. They, they believe that's the way to go. And, and when we, we give it to somebody else, you know, we're still part of that situation. So mm-hmm. uh, obviously not the exact same thing, but I mean, there is that there is that situation where passing off our services or something like that, you still have some association. You're like, well, should I be in part of this whole program? Yeah, and lines of communication too. What if something's miscommunicated, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that happens, you know, often. And it, yeah, it's so. Anyways, uh, you can check that article out. It's on the CBC, uh, and it is you know, interesting for sure to, to see what's going to unfold with that. Uh, we got to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to be talking about how eating fried potatoes is linked to higher risk of death. And Pete's also going to be touching on the salt issue. So, uh, stay tuned. Uh, we're going to be having more from the MedPoint health half hour coming up right after this. Hey, welcome back to the program. Ron Young here, MedPoint Health Half Hour, joined alongside by Carrie Little and Peter Martone. We're talking about health fitness, nutrition. We're going to dive a little bit into nutrition now. Thanks for joining me, you guys. And thank you all for listening wherever you are in London or surrounding area. We appreciate you tuning in and we hope that you take away some great information from our show weekly as we, you know, we try and provide good and insightful things. Uh, When we left for the break, I was talking a little bit about uh, potatoes and we all know that potatoes aren't always ideal for you. I mean, Sweet potatoes are awesome. Um, I guess it's the way you cook them. So many methods. Yeah, white potatoes, uh, yeah, dice them up, you know, hash brown method, kind of uh, fry slice them, them up, boil bake them, them, steam them. Mash. Jeez, they're so versatile. What a versatile uh, veg we've got. <laughs> <laughs> um, but fried potatoes, that's where we need to draw the line, okay? White potatoes in, in portion, controlled state is okay. Sweet potatoes are good for you. But we need to make sure that we watch the method that we're cooking. And um, there was a research, this is a CNN article, research came out and it was talking about um, how in, in 2014 Americans consumed 112 pounds of potatoes per person 
Um, so wow, that's yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, Is that per year? Obviously, yeah, that was in that ye- that calendar year. Uh, Thirty-three and a half pounds were fresh potatoes. The remaining seventy-eight point five pounds were processed. So that's bad because trans fats, mm-hmm. right? And it's simply in the method that it's being cooked. Um, they followed a, a, a group of 4,400 people and they, you know, they looked at the potato consumption and how the potatoes were being uh, cooked before consumption. And what they found was 236 of the participants died over eight years later. And they found that French fries, potato chips, hash browns, um, anything that falls under that scope of fried potatoes mm-hmm. um, did increase your risk of death. That's unbelievable. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, what's your guys' favorite potato? Uh, uh, I like sweet potato fries. You know, that's, yeah. the, that's the hard thing because I guess you'd have to cook them in an oil or something like that that wasn't... I don't even know. It's it's the high heat in the deep fryers that yes. really causes a lot of the cellular breakdown mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yes, I think I think I'm more of a hash brown breakfast yeah. potato kind of person, but, but they they can be many different ways as yeah, well if I've you been, cook them yourself or exactly. deep fried as well. So we, I've been so, so the compromise is uh, sorry, Pete. The compromise is sweet potato hash browns. There you yes. go. <laughs> no, but I, I guess for a lot of dinners, I, I chop up sweet potatoes and. Um, Put some olive oils and some spices on them and just throw them in the oven, bake for an hour, and they get, they're they're great. And that means, you know, they're not deep frying them at that point. That's true. And I mean, let's face it, potatoes are something that people are always going to eat. So we just really need to make sure that we watch how they're being cooked, right? Yep. The best method is probably um, obviously baking them. Uh, I like uh, mashed potatoes. So Mm. boil and smash them up, put them. Steam. So you can steam them, but that would take a long time, wouldn't it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, I feel like my Brussels sprouts take a long time being steamed. <laughs> it would be interesting to do the study of steam a potato. sweet potato fries being fried as well, because if it's the frying or if it's the potato right. part of it. Yeah, exactly. that's true. So, uh, Pete, you wanted oh, to dive uh, into uh, salt discussion because, hey, with potatoes, what tastes better than uh, potatoes sprinkle with a salt, bit of salt on top? Yeah. Go ahead and tell us uh, tell us what you got, Pete. Well, I just wanted to touch on this. I was talking with a client about this earlier this week, and it, and it kind of shocked me a bit. And it was it was kind of interesting. It's that so it's widely thought that if you eat a lot of salt, you're going to drink a lot more water. You know, like you have a salty pretzel or you have a bag of chips, you're increasing your salt intake. You're going to drink a lot more water, which increases weight gain due to water retention. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But there's a study that was done by Harvard, um, and they the results are fascinating. So. They, I, this group of individuals that they looked at, they gave them a higher salt diet, not like considerably higher because we all know that high salt diets increase hypertension, increase blood pressure, and a lot of um, Canadians affected these days have high blood pressure. So there's a small margin there. But I mean, a normal intake of salt is, is, is good for you. And, and this study was saying that when the person was consuming the, the salt or the added salt, um, they didn't actually drink more water, mm-hmm. but they were still urinating the same amount of water. So that means they're somehow producing water. And one theory that they came up with was that their body was breaking down the fat in their body to produce water for their cells and then to to be utilized. Right. So that little bit of extra salt went towards 
kind of breaking down fat kind of indirectly, which is hmm. kind of interesting because we, we think that salt obviously creates high blood pressure. But this is this is saying that sometimes salt can actually yeah. reduce fat. There was a there was a study that they did, and they were actually conducted it in a pub. <laughs> of course, and uh, they fed one uh, like one con- group um, salty like peanuts and chips and stuff while mm-hmm. they drank, and they fed uh, the other. Well, they just fed the other people nothing. I think they were just a control group. But they were seeing how frequently they were going to the washroom, and they were also seeing how much they were consuming as well. And they found that, because, you know, that's kind of the strategy, right? Krabby Joe's does it. They Mm -hmm. have peanuts and stuff. Because they think the more salt you eat, the more you'll want to drink. And that was actually found to not be true. Which is is quite interesting. Because we all believe that, right? We all think that. Maybe it's more the fact that we believe that, that we Mm -hmm. go and grab the drink. Well, and I think that you need to open up your mind and kind of let new information influence you. I think it's easy to get your guard up about things mm-hmm. and just completely dismiss it and say, oh, well, this is, you know, <clears throat> my my mom's mom knew about this and this is what I knew growing up. Exactly. We talked about that, I think, last week on the radio, about the orange juice and how the perceived how healthy it is for you because of yeah. what it was done in the in past years. Just like, and the fact that we have so much more new research uh, showing us what's happening, it's, it's, you know, we need to make sure that we take this information and apply it to our lives, right? Mm-hmm. So now we're not telling you to go just consume tablespoons of salt. You got to keep to a, a a good number and a healthy number. And I mm-hmm. think about six grams of salt, and that's not added salt. There's a lot of salt in our food already in, in the breads and, and the cereals. And that doesn't mean go get processed food with more salt in it exactly. or the French fries because like, we talked like, about. Exactly. Like a lot of the food we have has salt in it, but we're just saying that don't completely remove salt in your diet because there is, there is importance to it. But, I mean, this is just another take on salt, and maybe it is a benefit. You know, mm-hmm. this study isn't kind of – perfected and we don't know it's a direct comparison but these are theories and these are kind of ideas and and things like obviously this the 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 are changing so it's very it all comes down to everything in moderation Mm to getting good amounts of of salt but not too little not too much Mm -hmm. just keeping it right all right guys well that's about all the time that we have for this program i want to thank you two for joining me today i want to thank all the listeners for tuning in And, uh, of course, you can hear us next Saturday at 10 a.m., only here on AM 980. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Visit us at medpoint.ca for a list of our services. We'd be happy to help guide you. Take care.